G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Have you ever set about to impress someone? I mean, you really want them to think well of you, and yet somehow you fell short of their expectations. Do you remember how that felt? It's not pretty. So how do you deal with it? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond. Great to be back with you again. Today we're going to be taking another look at your self-image from a different perspective. I haven't had that many job interviews in my life. In fact, I've only really had two of them. But the first one is the one that I remember most. It was a day-long selection board, they called it, in front of some generals and colonels who were selecting candidates to train as officers in the Australian Army. There were about 20 of us young men there vying for contention. And about six or seven of these senior officers, they spent a whole day putting us through the hoops. There were group sessions where we were asked questions. We each had to get up and give an impromptu speech. There was an obstacle course that we had to traverse with problems to solve along the way. All sorts of different things. It was an exhausting day, I can tell you. And the whole time, you were really trying to impress these guys because you wanted to be selected to train as an officer. The pressure was intense. Out of the 20 of us, Just three or four made it through. I happened to be one of them. And then for the next four years at the Royal Military College Duntroon, we were constantly being assessed. Every time you interacted with one of the military or academic staff, they were assessing you and constantly filling in these these pink slips, OQ9s they were called, that were entered into a computer system. Almost without notice, a fellow officer cadet would be plucked from a class and discharged because they hadn't measured up. We started off with 148 young men in our class, and yet only 61 of us graduated four years later. I, by the skin of my teeth, because I'd failed the cross-country run by a few seconds in my final year. It seems to be the way of the world, doesn't it? We're constantly under the microscope, constantly being assessed and evaluated in the workplace, in social settings, on the sporting field. It's almost like we've been conditioned to compete. And in a competitive environment, If you want to succeed, you have to impress other people. I remember a publisher telling me that if I wanted to succeed at the book writing game, I'd have to become a shameless self-promoter. That's terrible, isn't it? And self-promotion, having your own PR machine to tell other people how good you are, seems to be the order of the day. We dress to impress. But what I've discovered is that all this competition makes you insecure. And the shameless self-promotion that many people carry on with is simply a mask behind which they hide in deep insecurity. You've been there, I've been there, and it's simply no way to live your life. We're in the middle of a series of messages called, So How's Your Self-Image Looking? And the reason that we're chatting about this whole self-promotion thing today is that for many people, it's white-anting their sense of self. God actually has something very specific to say on this because he knows that it's no way to live your life hiding behind that mask of insecurity. If who you are on the outside is different from who you are on the inside, 
you end up feeling like you're being torn apart. You end up feeling that you have to spend your whole life pretending, impressing other people, dancing to their tune, marching to the beat of their drum. You end up feeling like a fraud with a fear that someone's going to catch you out, that they'll discover that really you aren't anywhere near as good as they think you are. I hope you can tell that I'm speaking firsthand here because this is very much how I lived my life before Jesus set me free. Have a listen to these two scriptures from God's word. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 3. Talk no more so very proudly. Let no arrogance come from your mouth. For the Lord is a God of knowledge, and by him actions are weighed. And also Proverbs chapter 27, verses 1 and 2. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Let another praise you, and not your own mouth. A stranger, and not your own lips. What God's saying here is stop boasting. Stop being so full of yourself because arrogance is foolish. God is a God of knowledge. He knows what you're on about. He sees through all that facade and all that rubbish. And while some people might be intimidated by pride and arrogance, most of them, like God, can see straight through it. Who cares what you say about how good you are or or what you can do or what you've achieved or what you're going to do? Self-praise is pretty much worthless. In fact, it has negative value in most people's eyes, including in God's eyes. So much better to just get out there and do good and let someone else praise you, not your own mouth, a stranger even, not your own lips. When I was in the army as an officer each year, we had a formal confidential report written on each one of us. There were two types of officers. Those who set out to impress their superiors so that they'd get a good annual confidential report and those who just got on and did good and led their soldiers and honoured their seniors and didn't think at all about their annual report. And it was the latter, not the former group, that I wanted to follow into battle. It was the latter, not the former, who we spoke well of. See, self-promotion is ugly. It's ugly on the outside to those receive it, and it's ugly on the inside because it feeds a deep insecurity and makes you feel even more insecure. If you're someone who constantly worries about what other people think of you, just stop it. Stop it. It ain't worth it. You can never please them all. Just get on. Do good. Honour God. And let the rest take care of itself. Sometimes people will love you. Sometimes people will criticise you. Who cares? And even more to the point, let God take care of it for you. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 5 and 6. God opposes the proud but he gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. See, the bottom line is this. Self-promotion is nothing, nothing compared to God promotion. Listen, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you in due time. When we humble ourselves, we start to discover a deep security in Christ and we end up reaping the benefits of his promotion in due time. And that's an incredibly precious thing because what God ends up doing is promoting you in the right direction into the plan he has for your life to use the giftings he wove into your DNA before you were even thought of. God knows much better where to promote you and how to promote you and where to exalt you and when to exalt you and where to use you than you do. There's, there's something incredibly satisfying about letting him worry about all of that for us. Don't take this the wrong way, but I really don't care 
what people think about me. I don't say that arrogantly or belligerently or rudely or wrongly. See, some people write in, in fact many, to say how blessed they've been through these messages and, and that's a great encouragement to me. Other people, though, write in saying all sorts of horrible things. Well, fair enough, they're entitled. But neither of those two things sway me in choosing the next thing I'm going to be saying on the next program because I let the Holy Spirit guide me and lead me in that. Some messages I know are going to be popular. Others I know aren't going to get the same response because they share some of the hard truths that God wants us to hear from his word. It's just the way it is. My security is in my Lord, in Jesus, who died for me, who rose again for me, and that makes for such a peaceful life, a much more contented life. God wants you to be contented. He wants you to be secure. He wants you to be heading in the right direction. He loves you. Why wouldn't he? But remember this, he always opposes the proud, and yet he always gives grace to the humble. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time, in his time, just at the right time. That's God's plan. Before we part ways today, I'd like to share an amazing truth with you. God handcrafted you to be who he wants you to be and to do what he wants you to do. And when we lay hold of that, what an amazing life we get to live. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of my special edition book, Your Road to a Stunning Life. It's all about laying hold of that powerful biblical truth so that the life you end up living is one that glorifies God first and foremost, but also satisfies you deep in spirit and soul, whatever the world throws at you. God's Word is alive and active, amen? So I'm praying that He'll help you be all that He made you to be and do all that He created you to do through this book. You can request your free copy right now. Just stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send it straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond and I'll catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.